0: Way back in 2005, two brothers set off on a road trip that would save the world and change television. Ernie and Bert? No. For 15 seasons and 327 episodes, Supernatural took audiences on a wild ride of family, fate, and faith with a rocking soundtrack and a seriously cool car.
1: But that was then, Babo, and this is now. And yes, the show has quote-unquote ended, but we're not quite done with the journey.
0: No, we're not.
1: And that's why we're watching it all over again, or for Rob and me, for the first time, diving deep into every episode of Supernatural with the fine folks who made it. And we're taking you along for the ride. Whether
0: you like it or not. I'm Rob Benedict. I played Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God.
1: Uh, spoiler!
0: Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler. But hey, spoilers are fair game here.
1: Ah, fine. And I'm Richard Spate Jr., and I played the Trickster, also known as the Archangel Gabriel. And I did a little bit of Loki work in there.
0: Okay, you know we're running out of time.
1: Okay, well, we'll be talking about the entire series, so whatever we say, accept it. You've been warned. So buckle up and settle in. Because this, my friend, is Supernatural, then and now.
0: Hey everybody, this is Rob Benedict.
1: And I'm Richard Spade Jr. We're here
0: to talk to you about episode 106 of Supernatural, Skin.
1: Give me some skin.
0: Ooh, it's a gross one. Dude, it's
1: so gross. It's uh, so good, but so gross. Alright, Robbie, let's uh, break it down. So, in do this it. episode, Sam and Dean hear from one of Sam's old college buddies, because he used to go to, you know, Stanford, right? Right. Uh, well, the guy's been accused of murder. Whoa. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. He's not that kind of guy. No. Sam immediately realizes this is something he's got to take a look at because it doesn't. I mean, Dean's like, no, this isn't us, but Sam's like, yeah, no, this is us. Right. So they head back to where this guy lives. Guy's not there. Door opens. It's his hot sister.
0: Hot sister answers yeah. the door.
1: Yeah. And she's very upset she because says, this isn't
0: like my brother. No, it's not
1: like him at all. No.
0: And so uh no sooner are they looking into it than another murder happens. What? Yeah. But this time, it's a different person who kills uh, his loved one in the same way. Weird. Ties her up and and and
1: beats her and kills her. So this this means that something's up, and the brothers soon discover that it's it's a shapeshifter, Rob.
0: Yeah, they go it's a shapeshifter. They go into the sewers and they 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 see remnants of skin, gross, and they realize it's a shapeshifter adopting the likeness of other people and committing these murders. Yeah,
1: well, obviously, this has got to be stopped. Sam and Dean are the ones to do it, so they dive in headfirst to make sure that there's no more killing. But hold on to your hat. Uh-oh. Things get real pear-shaped when suddenly the shapeshifter morphs into the likeness of our very own Dean Winchester.
0: Which sounds cool, unless you're killing people, which is what he's trying to do. Good point. And, uh, and the big climax, finally they kill the shapeshifter as Dean with a silver bullet, and everybody gets out by the skin of their teeth.
1: Except for Dean, who people now think is dead. That's right. Weird. What'd you think? I freaking loved this episode. I did too. I thought it was great. I thought it was gross in all the coolest ways. Uh, I thought it was really well done. The the whole, I think all the actors who played dual characters, the guest stars and Jensen alike were great. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it had a real creepy vibe to the whole thing. And the story was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets a, It gets a full beard for me, full bushy beard.
0: I agree. I, I I think it was uh, great. Um, again, I think it furthers the relationship with the two brothers. Um, it sort of capitalizes on any conflict they have with each other because the shape-shifting Dean is sort of saying angry things at Sam and they have a fight. And that's the first time we've sort of seen them fight like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's, it's scary to think like the person you think you can trust, uh, you actually can't. So it, it goes into this idea of trust and truth. Um, and, uh, you know, also, the cold open, it's, uh, Jensen, you, you think that Dean is the bad guy for a second, and that's, you know, that's a fun twist. That's
1: a nice twist. Also, there's a gooey ear on the sewer floor. There's a gooey ear, there's, like, an odd,
0: like, a pair of jeans around some skin. It's really gross. Um, we also have
1: a people so, say people say that about me when I'm wearing jeans,
0: yeah. No, he looks like uh, uh jeans and skin, it's gross. Um, and then uh, we see Jensen kind of as the shapeshifter, like shedding Jensen's skin, and that's yeah. a, an odd sort of uh, you know, uh, Jensen morphing, doing a reptilian things. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and, and you know. Jensen crushes it, man, playing two two characters. It really does. First time we get to see that happen, we see it happen many times over the life of the show. But yeah, first time we see it happen, and it it's really great.
0: Yeah, gets a full beard from
1: me as well. Two full beards.
0: Well, this episode's very exciting. We're going to get to talk to Jerry Wanick, production designer and producer of the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, just just a a, a great voice of the show his artistic flair is uh you know part of the signature look of the whole show absolutely and such a key element and uh
0: you know before this he worked on the andromeda strain dark angel yep and the criminal minds pilot
1: i mean the man's done a ton of stuff features and tv alike and then he spent the last 15 years making sure that all of the sets and there were a gazillion of them looked freaking awesome
0: yeah so without further ado let's get into our conversation with jerry Okay, we're it's such a treat today. We've got with this someone who is important not only to this episode of Supernatural, but to every episode. Every of Superna-
1: single Natural. episode of Supernatural has this man's artistic fingerprint all over it.
0: Please welcome production designer Jerry Wanick. Jerry, show. Jerry, hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Very happy to be here.
1: Let's start with your talent. How did you, Jerry, end up on Supernatural?
2: I ended up there because of Mr. Jensen Eccles. Because I was the designer on Dark Angel. You know, we did the, the first season and Jensen had one episode and they liked him so much, even though we killed him, much like we did in Supernatural. You know, Cameron and uh, Jeff Wolno at the time and Ken Biller said, we should bring this character back. And because they were sort of mutants and, um, you know, post-apocalyptic, futuristic genetics, we we could bring him back as another mutant it was just magic on screen with uh, like with Jessica. And, you know, as, as you all know, working with Jensen on screen, he just, he's just a great actor and he's, he's so compelling. So when the season came up, when we started supernatural, I had done just done the pilot for criminal minds and I had offers for a couple other shows. And then my agent said, Hey, you know, Jensen's coming up there with a show. And I said, I'll take that one, you know, just because I go like, you know, this guy is money, you know, and um, I'll, 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 I'll
0: hook my horse to that, that carriage, you know, and, uh, it all worked out. Well, specifically in this, we're talking about, uh, 106 skin and a great deal of this episode takes place in the sewers. Yes. Um, so at this point you're, there's no standing set. So you have to build the sewer. Are you on location for that sewer or is that a, a set? Or, no, there's, that that was uh, completely
2: 100% build. Okay, and um, and that was Robbie McNeil, who's just a great guy and a really talented director. So we we you know it's like working with Richard. You know, we just had a really good, easy rapport. So we just started thinking about stuff and the type of goo we were going to use for the the, the melting flesh, yeah. the skin, yeah. and 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 you know, and we made. Everything in that sewer, we put a really high gloss on it. So it just looked like it was dripping and, it did, you know, it was so gross. It did. I
0: never thought for a second that wasn't an actual sewer I'm being, and I, and I work in TV <laughs> I do this all the time. Yeah. I, I had no doubt that they were really had crawled down in a sewer.
2: Yeah. You guys being actors, would you want to go down in a real sewer? Probably not so much. Not, nope. No. No. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so that was, um, you know, uh, what I remember about that most was, uh, is working with Robbie and I liked the whole idea, the, you know, of the ship, uh, shapeshifter yeah and Cause that was the first time I, uh, you know, all this stuff was new to me. I, I'm not a, like a, a horror guy right, or mean, a sci-fi guy, but one of the other things going back to Kripke was from the start in the Bible, he said, it's all got to be based in either folklore, theology, or mythology. We got to be able to like, when people start Googling, what a shapeshifter is, there's got to be a uh, reference for that, you know, in history. And that gave us a lot of depth and, and, and people love that, right. They, but they can look that up and, and then when it happens again, or does it reoccur, or, you know, where did, where was the origins? And so that was fun.
1: Well, personally, I, I kind of think skin, the whole look, including the goo for the, for the shedded skin and, and the look of the sewer really set a, a, a tone for the rest of the show because I mean, I feel like it kind of everything got a little grosser, a little gooier, a little grittier yeah. on yeah. that episode, and yeah. and and then it kind of lived there. Um, was was there a sense because you've done, I don't you know I know it was the sixth episode to air. I'm not sure if it was shot in order or not, but was there a sense that you guys were doing something like? outside the box cool with this episode because from a performance you know from jared playing multiple characters to the Jen, set i mean, um, sorry, jensen. sorry jensen yeah yeah did playing multiple characters to the shredding of the, the shedding of the skin to this to the sewer set it all just felt like a movie not a not a tv show
2: well well thank you for that um it was also like as a group we were starting to get like-minded you know because this was a new genre for all of us you know i mean i Dark Angel, we had some of that stuff. In fact, uh, an episode we did with Tom Wright uh, was basically took place in all this whole tunnel system. Was it was a sewer, Uh, and um, so I drew upon some of the ways that we lit that because you need to um, have light wells in order to be able to get enough light in there, you know, so it doesn't feel like we're, you know, just in a studio and then make it feel more like a sewer. So. so we learned from that. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you, uh Richard. Like that was part of like, okay, this is what we're in for. But we really never got a chance to go, okay, great. You know, now we got that because we were, you know, the next the next two, three scripts were already out and we had to figure it out. We had wow. to keep moving. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, there, there were some turning points. So I remember. I think it was a second episode or a third episode that Bob did when we did it on the plane and Jared and Jensen finally started clicking as brothers, hmm. you know, just like their ease, you know, what they were, their banter. Uh, And even Nutter called Bob and said, Hey, you know, that's what the show's all about because they were becoming friends and stuff like that and yeah. finishing each other's sentences mm-hmm. and, yeah. So there, you know, a couple of those times, a couple of those turns uh, really put us onto the next track and, mm-hmm. and, and anytime Eric, it was also like incredible. Like we get these rough drafts and because now you're, you're, you're looking for that. You're looking for this sort of offhanded humor and this, this gallows humor and, and, um, and then, you know, you wouldn't see it and you wouldn't feel it, but you know, the script was all there and then Eric would do his polish and then it would become, oh yeah, okay. There's Sam. There's Dean. You know, now now we're now we're on track. But it's amazing just a couple of those things that you know his polish would do to to make us right back in there, right back in our in our sweet spot.
3: Hey there, this is Jensen. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Uh, but we need to pull over for a second for some messages, and I got to take a leak. You can sense it calling out to you. New reality seeks you. Join the journey to save Anomaly. Place where sound is magic. The only way to enter the world is by looking inward. Along the way, you'll learn potions, chants, and enchantments that will help you both in that reality. And yours. So, answer the call and let your campaign begin. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Dead Boy Detectives. There are ordeals ahead, yet with guidance you will face them head on without fear. Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard and Twelve Monkeys. When the time arrives, wherever your journey takes you, be there with No attachments. And R&B singer N.C. Gray. There are worlds, realms, dimensions, and realities beyond yours. Anomaly is a role-playing meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios such as learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land vanquished by a dragon, but all connected by a shared mythology. The goal of guided fantasy role-playing meditations are to help you cultivate a sense of wonder, curiosity, balance, and joy in your inner world. Role-playing meditation is a form of escapism and relaxation, as well as a creative outlet for the imagination. The first campaign is an introduction to the world of Anomaly, its lands, magic and secrets. In the eight chapters, you'll stretch your imagination, learn to center yourself, Offer forgiveness, find confidence, relieve stress, and stop racing thoughts. Your true self will emerge, allowing you to manage your goals and dreams without confusion, distrust, or self-doubt. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit SeekAnomaly.com to learn more. Anomaly spelled with an I-E, not a Y. Seek Anomaly. Here it's magic. Hey, guess what? We're, We're back.
0: back. How when you when, when an episode gets done, your your job is pretty much done by this time they start shooting, right? In other Hopefully. words, you're I mean, we I never I didn't see you once I saw you more in the office than I saw you on the set because yeah. you'd been in there before, but yeah. me as an actor, by the time I get there, your job is. Yeah. Um, so you're really not there when they're shooting the, say the fight scene. It's you just, you'd already set up the, sh- the, the set.
2: Yes. But, I, but I will. And I'm one of the few production designers that does this. I will always open the set. Like, so when Richard comes on his first day of directing, or anytime there's a new set within his episode, I will be there and I'll make sure I walk through it with him. So it is as promised, you know, is there anything? And, and we, you know, we also made, I also insist because I got burdened uh, from some quite famous directors before I insist on them coming down to the stage and we walk it as we build it. So it's like when Richard showed up on a Saturday, when we were doing your church and I was breaking the wall away to go past the crucifix into Lucifer in the cage, and that was part of my Catholic upbringing to get you know get back at somebody. But <laughs> you know it was the juxtaposition between the Christ hanging on the cross and pushing past that and going into Lucifer. But we worked that out by because Richard came like on a Saturday uh, to to look what he was shooting to get his like shot list together, get his do his homework. But I I do make sure. I'm I'm never there like after the director. A lot of times I'm not there when the the cast actually gets there, but I will be there. Usually we don't insist, but we ask the director to come an hour early so we can we can just like have a little time in the set. Sure. And everybody makes sure we're you know. I imagine
1: promised. that's a welcome offer to most directors. You know to be able to. I hope so. Be it, part of that. It is.
2: I'd say like ninety percent, and then there's some that are just lazy and. You yeah.
1: Know, right. You you build a lot of sets on Supernatural. How much of the material would find a home on another set? Like how much would get reused?
2: Well, we tried to do as much as possible as far as the reusing, but, you know, we built such unique sets that a lot of times um, you have to strip everything away because everything is so highly textured and, and the paint finishes where Monique would spend days just getting that right. So I'd say less than eh, maybe
1: 30%. I know one thing you did though. I remember you guys built the vampire caverns mm-hmm. later in the year. And then you, I think you guys sold that to Sabrina to be hell. <laughs> I think, I think that, that that ended up going somewhere else to be a different universe.
2: Yeah. And actually we just gave it to him. That was this big cave. And when you, when you sculpt caves, you use a lot of styrofoam and that's the worst thing for a landfill. So whenever you do that, you, you kind of go, and I just asked around and they said, Sabrina's looking for, you know, this, uh, a, a cave. And I said, well, have the production designer come over here and I'll give it to her. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's there. It's because it was another uh, CW show. And that was a weird thing because, and, and Lisa Sober's like a fantastic, well, Richard and I went and visited her sets. and Yeah, she's something and else. She, and she's, she's become a good friend.
1: And, and a big time director, by the way, she is now.
2: Yeah, now she's doing the uh, pilot for the new uh, Big Little Lies. Right. Uh, you know, that day when she came over to look at the the the, the cave set, she's kind of cowering. And I'm going like, hey, I'm Jerry Wanek. And she goes, well, I know who you are. I, I, I'm a super fan. I'm going like, you made of, of Supernatural. She goes, no, of yours. She said, the only reason I got into being a production designer was from watching Supernatural. And that's what made me decide to be a production designer. I said, wow. And I said, that's amazing. You know,
1: I'm pretty awesome, really, man.
2: Really? You That's know, but amazing. then I then I go to her sets and then I go, man, I got to up my game yeah. because she's kicking my ass here. And um, whenever we would do sets in, in Cloverdale, because I knew she lived there as, you know, she lived actually above one of her sets in in Cloverdale, above their bookstore kind of diner thing for Sabrina. I'd make sure we really knocked it out of the park in case she walked by or came by the set.
0: Yeah, yeah for uh for this episode do you remember other sets do you remember i guess there's the the house where the uh where the couple lives the where the woman is held hostage when jensen yeah. turns into the bad guy i guess that's that yeah. would be a set yeah that was a set and that yeah. would be so when you're building these sets they're all on the stages yes uh yes. but then sometimes you'd be you'd actually build sets on location somewhere correct
2: yeah uh, rarely i mean it just depended on uh, because we got really good at looking at all the sets we needed to build and what was the location if it had an exterior. Because, you know, your key to your interior is like if you do an establishing shot or somebody walking in the front door, now you have to take that architecture and make sure it's believable. Whatever you're doing on stage, you know, has some of the same characteristics, right. some of the same detail. So in that house, we had a, a house down on um, in the Southlands that we established them walking in the door. And then once they walk in the door, it's all on stage. Gotcha. But, but I had to take elements and a lot of it has to do with the geography too, because we usually see the foyer area. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to either, I have to do a cutting piece in there. It's uh, it's just a big puzzle. You know, it really mm-hmm. is just a, uh, fitting all those things together, but.
0: Well, this is kind of a question for both of you, I guess, but when you're having your production meetings before you start shooting, Do you all decide what's going to be set, what's going to be – in other words, oh, we've got this house and and this part of – that we're going to get for this – that we're going to go inside the house and actually shoot inside the house as opposed to building a set for it?
1: I always felt like, Jerry, I think that's a question more for you because I always felt like in my – by the time I started directing, which was season 11, you guys had it down to a science where usually – I sometimes would talk to Jerry before I saw a script. He would call me and go – your whole episode takes place at a bus stop. I found the bus stop. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah. Hey, listen, this whole script feels like this. You want to try this style? And I I literally have just gotten the script or whatever. So I always felt like they were ahead of the director. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they, they, they had a, they were lining up a battle plan of like, let's build that. Let's not build that before I ever showed up. That was my sense. Is that correct? Yeah,
2: that is. And, um, we were one of the few shows that were able to do that because like I said, we had scripts that were two and three ahead. And the reason we got to create such cool stuff and be able to afford to build it is because we could pre-plan. And, you know, like when you're building from behind um, and you have to work Saturdays, Sundays and a bunch of overtime, you get, you don't get any return on your dollar, but because you know, we had the blessing of like Eric or Sarah or Andrew or Jeremy from down South. Um, we kind of went ahead and did our thing. I, I rarely sent any drawings down to Los Angeles. Hmm. I would, you know, I'd get a script and if, cause I always got early copies and I'd, I'd call Rich, I'd say, Hey, you know, this is like, we got to do this like dollhouse thing. And then there's this twig stuff that happens. And, you know, but the house we're going to shoot in looks great from the outside, but you know, we're going to have to build all the bedrooms and all the other stuff on stage, and you know, and then we just talk and and we, di- di- you know, divide it up best we could. Here's the thing, Rob, on our show, because there was so much special effects, visual effects, and stunts, rarely did we shoot on a, a real house because we we're going to wreck it. You know, somebody was right. always blasting through a wall uh-huh. or a splattering blood all over, and yeah. so we just go, let's not kid ourselves. You know, yeah, it's just a normal looking house. Yeah. But we're going to massacre somebody in it. Right. And people, you know, like there was a lot of people that we wanted to shoot in their house, even though we weren't going to kill anybody in it, that go, oh, supernatural. Yeah, no, no. Right. I think it's, you know, bad, bad vibes. You know, we don't, wanna, <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want that karma. And, you know, and, it, it you know, rightfully so. A lot of them were, you know, they might have had been a religious uh, family and.
0: Right. You know, that's, right. Can't have the demons in their house. Nah,
2: And, and that was, uh, that happened more than I, more than I'd like to believe, you know? But,
0: well, and then what about on a scene, an exterior scene where like in this episode, Jen, uh, Jared gets out of the sewer and they're looking around for the shapeshifter and they're obviously in a public area. How does your job, what's your job in that shot where it's an, uh, where it's an exterior location that already exists?
2: Well first of all you got to pick a, a a neighborhood that isn't ugly. You know you got to pick something that is moody enough and that fits the tone of where you just traveled or where you where he went into the sewer or where he pops out. And then a lot of it is making sure you don't have any goofy looking signage or or graphics or something that says Vancouver and right, the right the screams you know. screams
0: Canada yeah.
2: Yeah. So and usually whatever wherever the story took place that also afforded us an opportunity to tell you where it was so we would do a billboard or we would do some signage or it a says, motel or you're in missouri would, you're in oklahoma exactly yeah. exactly so yeah that's another
0: know. interesting point jerry to what you what you accomplished is this whole show takes place in america and was shot at, with the exception of two episodes was shot in vancouver and that's right. something people forget also that
2: yeah and i get that all the time we spend some time in florida and and i you know i go back to wisconsin a lot where i'm from And, you know, people will go, I say, yeah, and I did Supernatural for 15 years. Oh, so you travel all around the country? (laughs) I said, "Uh, thank you. Thank you. Because my job is to make you think Think we traveled all around the country. (laughs) But we we never left Vancouver except to go to Chicago once, you know.
1: Your sets are so good. And I can, this is a story for all three of us, that we were shooting in the store that was supposed to be like a Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. That was Season an empty, 15. empty warehouse
0: mm-hmm.
1: right. that you guys turned into a electronics store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a scene that had Rob in it. And when we were shooting in there twice, people came in looking for cell phone accessories. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. and, and we tried to explain we're not really a store. Yeah. And, then, and one of the women left and then came back. He's like, I just want to buy that one thing you have right there. <laughs> like, I know we look like a store. I do understand this is confusing. We're not a store. Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah. I have one sort of off, slightly off topic question, but it's more, I'm just curious how your line of work works in terms of credit, because as long as I've been involved in the show, you've been an executive producer on that show. Is that, is that a, is that common for a production designer to be an executive producer?
2: Not at all. Um, The reason, well, after about season three, I went to Cyrus, who was the producer, or was season three. And I said, look, if you want me to come back, I said, I have enough production design credits. You know, I'll never need another one. And I also wanted to give John, who was my art director for many years, I wanted to get him bumped up to production designer because now his career depends on production designing credits. And same thing with Robert, who's my art director on this show, Robert Leader, who was also, he he moved up after John. but so by me getting a producer title and relinquishing the production designer title, John got credit and Robert got credit. Wow. So then when it's their next move, they have that on their resume wow, and, nice. it's on their, and it's on their IMDB. So it just worked out for all of us. Plus, after Kim passed away, they, did, they made a decision not to bring a creative producer up. So somebody had to mine the store. And Bob trusted me enough, and Eric trusted me enough, so I would go to bat for their cause, you know, because the people, there was a, a short uh, interval of, of a couple of producers that, you know, they weren't in the best interest of just keeping the, the production value, and you know. And
1: those are the uh, people between Cyrus and Jim Michaels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: So so anyhow, uh, um, it was it was a bit of a battle, but uh, it wasn't just like a give me credit; it was a credit that. You know, I had to earn and and then they just, you know, abused me for the, in the next 11 years.
1: <laughs> well, you I mean, you it, I, I at no point did I think it was just a negotiation tactic at all. The question was based on the fact that you had the weight of an executive producer. I, when I would come up there as a young director. Of course, I was never young, but I was a director, um. But, uh, you know, you were definitely sort of the pointy end of the bayonet for directors. You were like, you know, you were the guy who was the boss. You know, Jim Michaels obviously was like involved in the casting. You weren't involved there. But in terms of the you and me doing the the prep work in, in advance of shooting, location scouting, style, design, all that stuff. If you and I decided it, it was decided. Yeah. We never yeah. had to have another conversation. You know what I mean? And, and, and so I immediately recognized, oh, Jerry's. First of all, you're very intimidating. I've always told you that. You always ref- like, you're always you like, I don't understand how I'm intimidating. But you are because actors never see. You're like this giant shadow that moves past a doorway. You, but when you know, when you first come up as a guest
0: star to work in Supernatural, you go to the office, the first thing you do, and you, <laughs> and you sign your papers. And yeah. Jerry
1: kind of walks by, and you're like, oh, oh my God. I mean, yeah. Jerry, the people don't uh, know Jerry. That he's, guy's important. I, I, I'm, he's like,
2: I'm, he, I'm, I'm looming.
1: Well, he's I mean, he's, you're Jared's height. You're taller than Jared. I don't know. You're, you're huge. No. You're a big guy. And like, I'm and, fat. And, <laughs> I'm no, you're a tall Please. dude, man. And you come through and like, and, and you're kind of, you're intense. And I'm like, Oh man, Jerry. So I remember like when I first started directing a, I realized you're, I really got to know your, your genius and genius and professionalism by working alongside you and, or under you. And secondly, I realized what a great ally you are to storytellers. Like, cause you're, you're there, you're in the same trench. You know, you're fighting the same battle. And it, it was, yeah. at you know, I thought it was really genius that you were up there representing both the business and the art of what the show is about. You know what I mean? And I, and I think yeah. you did you did that really, really well and certainly were very helpful to not just me, anybody who's up there to direct the show. And that's I mean, that's fantastic. That's that at no point is that a a title that's handed to you. It's definitely one that you earned.
2: And I got to thank Bob Singer for most of that because, you know, he was on every single concept meeting and I got a big mouth. I mean, if I, if I see something in the story, I don't, uh, you know, I don't really even, I didn't know the people down South at the time, like the writers, I got to know all of them pretty, you know, they became good friends, but if I thought something didn't make sense, or I had a, you know, alternative um, uh, solution, I would just bring it up. And Bob always acknowledged that. And in fact, early on, he asked me if I wanted to direct. He goes, Look, you know what? If you ever want to direct, you let me know. Wow. And, um, and and I, you know, because I wasn't comfortable with you guys, not you two personally, but with actors, you know, because my stuff is like, I like to just go do my art, sure. you know, and kind of be in my own little area. But as far as like telling stories through your voices, that I wasn't comfortable with because I, I, I had no experience. And then as, years went on and I got to be friends with a lot of you and, and, you know, Jared and Jensen, we'd go out and have some beers and watch football, whatever. Then I, I said, okay, you know, let's, let's see where this goes. And Bob, you know, I said, okay. You know, cause I, I, I made sure I didn't call him cause I didn't want to get, you know, turned down over the phone. So I emailed him. I said, Hey Bob, you know, I think I might be interested in directing. And he calls me, he goes, which episode do you want? I got to, 7-Eleven or 13, <laughs> and I said, <laughs> said no, now, okay, I'll
1: which, take 11. Which is perfect, because when we get to that episode, we're gonna be back on yeah, the- Yeah, we're gonna uh, be talking to you again. Back in the microphone with Excellent. Jerry to talk about that, so. Um,
0: was there anything, we're gonna let you go, but uh, was there anything else for about skin that you remember, about uh, building something for skin, that um, world? No, I, I just remember
2: uh, the different levels we, we chose, uh, how hard it was to find the access point down, into the, you know, the main sewer, right? Because there you have to find a street where you can actually have somebody, you know, drop into something. And, uh, that was a, that was a big deal. But what I, what I remember there is, um, it was fun because Robbie's a great guy and he has a great sense of humor and, it was kind of funny because when you get as gross as that shit was, oh, man. And all so that gross. slime and stuff, and and then we just started dripping more and more off the pipes. There's an
1: ear on the ground. Like ear. in the goo Yeah. yeah. So gross. I mean, and
2: you know, yeah. and and you know, instead of like uh, trying not to see it, we we shined a light on it, you know, and, and then it, you know, that was just fun.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. Gross <laughs> yeah. fun. Jerry Wanick, executive producer, production designer. Uh charter member of the supernatural production team thank you thank you for being a part of this podcast thank you and so much
2: thank you guys for doing this and uh you know i love what you do with the conventions and everything that that has given you know this show an, another whole life and they're so much fun and you guys do a great job with that and uh thank you jerry i um i'm very thankful to call you both Good friends, and I look forward
0: to tipping a pint when you get up here. Oh, absolutely. Hello, right, buddy. I'm thirsty. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Uh, as, as Rick okay. said, we'll be back to talk to you when we come to your episode that you directed. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, bye Jerry.
1: Bye. Thanks, Jerry. See you. Bye. 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 Hey there. This is Richard Spate Jr., and I hope you're enjoying the episode. But we need to pull over for a few seconds for some messages.
0: Hey, guys. It's Rob. So check this out. I'm very pleased to announce that we have a new super sponsor. That's right, Marvel Strike Force. So Marvel, the one and only Marvel, has a mobile game, and it's a comic book fan's dream. Marvel Strike Force, is, it's a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and super villains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. So, okay, so your goal is to power up your favorite characters and you complete missions, and then you unlock fun stuff like gear and other resources. And then you beat other players in a PvP, player-versus-player player mode, such as Alliance War or Real-Time Arena. So as we as I record this, they're enjoying their six-year anniversary. So you know what that means. Free stuff. Free stuff just for signing up via the unique link in the description. So the anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. So make sure you log in every day, each week. You take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. All right. Thanks. Once again, to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode.
1: Thanks for supporting Supernatural Then and Now. And now, back to the show.
0: Uh, that was so great to talk to, to Jerry. So great. Um, it's a shame we couldn't get any of the actors from the episode. Oh, our phones are ringing, Rich. I didn't know we had a phone. I didn't either, but I guess we do. Oh, well, I'm, I'm just going to answer. Do it. Okay. Uh, hello?
4: Hey, Rob Rich. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right.
1: Who 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 is this?
4: <laughs> Classic Rich. <laughs> Who's this? Well, I did, you know,
1: uh, it seems from know the us.
4: episode, from featured from the episode,
0: episode oh. six. Oh, it's someone from the episode. Was oh, it? an
1: actor from the episode. <laughs> did you, you... Yeah,
0: actually, in Skin, you played. A... Remi- I'm sorry, remind us. Yeah. It's been a while. Remind us. Who who did you play?
4: Uh, I, let me. I'll give you guys a hint. Oh, I'm on a pipe. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, I'm oh. on a
4: pipe.
1: Was there a, was there a, was there a crack addict in the, in
4: the episode? No, 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 no. Like a sewer in the. I'm on a pipe in the sewer. Oh,
0: but, I mean, there was a, there was a rat on, on a pipe.
4: Uh, what? Well, there was a rat on the, rat, big,
0: big, big. <laughs> you're hey, the, rap. you're yeah, the, rat the rat from the pipe. This is the
4: rat. I'm, from... the, I'm the rat on the pipe. Oh my. In the sewer.
0: Wow. What a, what a pleasure.
4: Wow. That's... A, yeah. I'm starstruck too. I mean, this is, even if it's through the phone, I, uh, it's great to talk to you guys. It's we're all in the community, and the I don't see you a lot of the uh, cons. Uh,
1: well, um, we're usually above ground, uh, I guess. Oh about, yeah, that's uh, that's what it is. That's um, so, what it is. so uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, well, the the, the character name or my
4: actual no, name? No, your a, actual your name. Your
1: actual name,
4: John Rat with two T's, like oh, the, uh, the John, band,
1: like the man band Rat. Oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah,
0: John yeah. Rat. What a coincidence then that you played and in your a rat, yeah, and your
1: yeah, was your character called Rat on the Pipe? Is that the pipe rat pipe rat pipe rat. Okay. pipe rat
4: yeah if you look at the credit if it, it's actually i let not the people know there's a second set of credits
1: oh uh oh, okay. second credits yeah i'm
0: pipe learning rat, a lot so. i'm learning that there's another convention underground
1: yeah and yeah. uh i'm also learning that they actually cast a rat i just yeah. assumed uh like a rat wrangler came so you auditioned Excuse for it me uh, yeah of
4: course i yeah is, is <laughs> it... yeah it th- three different callbacks wow. uh till i landed the
0: role uh yeah so you're a rat actor
4: I'm a Ractor. exactly. I'm in rag. Yeah, the
0: rat actor. In rag. <laughs> okay.
1: yeah. Right. 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 And yeah. now you you got a little. Uh, is saying rat wrangler is that is that inappropriate? Have I violated? No, I
4: mean that, but that would be like you know calling uh, Marlon Brando an extra. I mean, I, you know, I was a, I was, a, I was the head rat. I mean, if so, to rats, I'm the star of that episode.
0: Right. That's, sure. Sure. No. No. Yeah. I, so um, I'm just—it was a breakout thing. Now here's n- a not huge to o- thing. Not to, okay, right? Not to offend you, John, but amazingly
4: big thing. Go ahead.
0: Rob. Well, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Wasn't that meaty of a role? Me- is it, you know what I mean? If
1: I'm thinking of the roles, yeah, in maybe, that I guess your question is: Were there scenes that were cut that we don't know about?
4: Well, well, first, this is what I would say. Uh, first of all, there. Uh, if you watch the episode again, watch for the rat content. You'll. I jump out. Uh, you're not going to see a lot of other rats and, uh, and, and yeah, there were actually two other scenes, uh, cut out, Aww. um, one where I'm in a puddle. Uh, and then I, I was also just sort of ad libbing, you know, with some of the other actors, um, you know, you, you know how you riff you, but they, what I loved about shooting the show is how they let it roll. So right. you do what's scripted, and then you just kind of, you know, you have an f around take, as we would say. You guys know. I mean, you guys are we're all we're all part of the same team. Uh, sure, you sure. know, some of you guys are doing the above ground cons, and in the first set of credits, and others of us are, you know, below uh, in the second set. Second set of
0: credits. Yeah, I, I, I had, had no, wow. I had no, no idea I didn't know that there were other scenes of the rat that were cut out. Yeah, and it, yeah, oh yeah,
4: yeah. Big. There's a there's kind of a rat plot, really. Um, but yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Well, they just must've, they must've cut it for time.
1: Well, it must be, there's gotta be a blooper reel or a bonus material somewhere that, that features, I, now, now we need to do some digging.
0: But again, I mean, like,
4: like we all know, I mean, when you work in this biz long enough, it's not really, you know, it's not, uh, What what do you say? What do you do? It's really... You know, are you part of the team? And we all kind of lift each other up. You know, right? right. Uh, a rising boat lifts all tides.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Right.
0: Um, let me ask. We ask oh, a lot of the actors, we or, or actors that we have on the show. What was Thank it? You, Rob. Like, what was it like to work with the with Jensen and Jared?
4: Un- unbel- I mean, you know. I mean, just to, they're. They're so what I love about them is they're so real, mm. um, you know, and they were you know, they don't mind. Doing, there were a couple of takes where I would, I, you know, I would stop. I'd say, hey, I, I was sort of moving across the pipe a little slowly. I would normally move fat. You know, go, let's back to one. Wow. Let's get it right. And they were very accommodating uh, in that sense. And then. You know, at lunch, we're all the same. I mean, we're all all eating lunch with the crew. We're all, you know, I mean, I'm obviously, you know, off the ground, things that are dropped, like peanut shells and, you know, uh, biscuit wrappers, stuff from that, but... But we're we're all part of the same team. We just want the show to be good and for for people to love it. But uh, yeah, great guys, I, I, great th- guys. Do you have their numbers? I can't seem to. Rob does. I, Here's I'm, a I'm question. I'm going ask
0: it. them before I give
4: it out. I, that's no problem. But yeah. after this, let's sort of circle into that. I, I sure. really want I'm trying to. I've been trying to get anyway. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I,
1: I just and I don't want to step on your uh, toes. Yeah, I don't know. Your clo- clo- it, clo- clo- when you're having lunch with the crew. Were they cool with you being in the lunchroom like a rat?
4: Well, I mean, as as you know, I mean, we as a uh, Ractors, we have fought for years for for equal pay. Uh, a seat at the rights, table. And absolutely. A seat at the table or even just a, you know, a, a little, you know, brick to sit on at sure. the table or something, or a napkin to sit on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's still some people who are caught in the 40s. Uh, you're always going to deal with that in Hollywood. There's right. still some people who, you know, give a look, sort of like, "Well, oh, should he be here?" But then <laughs> there's other people who make up for that. You know, there's other people who who choose to not scream and to not run yeah. and to not say, "Get it out of here."
0: Right. Um, yeah. You yeah. know,
4: and that and that's one of the things I loved working on on Supernatural is it's right. just you know every, everybody everybody got it except for 60 percent of the people there.
0: Um, well, anything else you're working on now that people could uh, look forward to seeing you again?
4: I'm actually. Um, have you ever seen, uh, you remember Charlotte's web?
0: Yeah, I'm oh.
1: sure.
4: I'm writing Templeton, um, which oh. is the story, uh, you know, kind of like the origin story of the rat in Charlotte's web. Oh. Um, oh, so that I'm not even sure if I'm going to be in that or okay. if I'm just going to write and direct, um, oh. you know, at this point you wear so many different rat hats <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, you know, so I'm kind of, I, I don't want to spread myself too thin, but that's been a passion project for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm real. And it's, a, you know, it's dark, it's gritty, it's real. Right. Um, yeah, you sure. know, it's not one of these, these, these fluff things. So I work on that. Uh, and then outside of that, I mean, you know, look, I'm always in the sewer. Anytime anyone's shooting in the sewer, I'm always there. I mean, I, am not a fake. I live there. I'm uh, you know, I'm not in the sewer Hills. I'm down there with, <laughs> right. with, with the, <laughs> okay. you want to go,
1: you're yeah, keep, keeping so, it real, I suppose.
4: Absolutely. Keeping it real. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, look, I, I work at whatever people want. Uh, yeah. uh, sorry, is this? Are you sort of? Are you offering some work? Are you saying you have something for me? I
0: don't have anything at the moment, but uh, I'll keep veneer out and eye out if there's. Anything. Are, you, are, you, are you
4: guys? Because if you, any, really, anything you guys are working on, mm. I can be in it. It's really just, you know, I'm peppered to the, the the goulash. Right.
1: So right. Well, if there's, there's that all you know, saying.
4: Yeah, that's. I got a bunch of them. So if <laughs> if that's a, if you guys need a a rat to to help out or just
1: kind of scene build. You know, let's do it. I think okay. that, that this is great information to have. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put you on hold because Rob's gonna get back to you. I, with, let me uh, get
4: your addresses. Let me get everyone's
0: number and I, contact I, I, information. I think we're losing connection. Let's get on an email together. I think, think we're losing a
1: connection. Hmm. I feel like we're. I think mm-hmm. we're breaking up. But uh, oh my lord, really? really?
0: Yeah, we're gonna send you a telegram and uh, get you our info.
4: So awesome to, to see and talk to you. guys. It must be my thing. I got terrible. I have Fios down here, but it's not great. Yeah, well, when you bite into the wire like that, it's certainly going to damage. It's some an of the... occupational hazard, Rich. You know that. I do. <laughs> okay. I, I get it. Uh, good kinda. luck
0: to you, John. And we hope to see you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lo- love you guys. Yeah, if no... you say it back, that's okay. If
4: not, no pressure. But that, it's been awesome. You
0: seem like a great rat.
4: <laughs> you guys seem to awesome humans, Thank for you. sure.
0: Thank you. Who knew that there was a, a rat actor on that show? Who knew rats had phones? Oh, it's... Uh... Who knew we had a phone? Yeah, I know. Now we know. But yeah. it certainly was great talking to Jerry. Who knew he had a phone? Yeah, he had a phone too. I guess Jerry knew he had a phone. Yeah. Jerry probably is
1: aware... Jerry knew that.
0: Jerry ...that he has that. a phone. Yeah, um, yeah Jerry, such a, an integral part of putting this show together. I mean,
1: we say that for everybody, but it's so true. So many people are so essential to the success of the show, and Jerry is... Is one of those people just a, an anchor, especially the people
0: we've been talking to this uh, these first uh, you know few episodes of our podcast because you know they really are the people that that, that laid the pipe so to speak. Yeah, of what
1: became. I feel like that's a rat reference, but yes, <laughs> and but you know, he had So much of his vision is the vision of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Right. His artistic yeah. input is so massive. Yeah, great, great, great. We'll 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 speak to him again. Yeah, another yeah. Time.
0: Um. So skin. Episode 106. Uh, there are lots of uh, different mythologies in here. Oh,
1: it's myth- mythology time. It's mythology time. Ba-ba-da. Mythology time.
0: Shapeshifters exist uh, in several different mythologies. Typically, the stories are about shapeshifting from human to animal. Oh, I didn't know that. Which, ironically, when I first saw the episode, this isn't a joke, I thought when I saw the shot of the rat, I was like, oh, is it? Is it a rat now? I, was like, I didn't know. Oh, really? It. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I didn't totally understand – what what is the shapeshifter? It's just, when it's not. Yeah, Jensen. When Jensen, it, when Jensen uh, sheds its skin, what is it?
1: We never really know. I don't know. They talk a lot about like maybe it's so hideous that it evolved, yeah, right? But I don't know. We never really got there. No.
0: Well, it is uh, going to come back in
1: in later episodes of Supernatural. I'm told. Um, Look at this. Check out this piece of mythology that I'm just pulling out of my brain. Did you know that there are stories in Norse mythology where Odin and Loki Loki, have taken the form of women to nurse the children other women have given birth to? That's gross. I can't believe you would do that. I think that's called A-level parenting. You're not just going to change a diaper, brother. You're going to become a woman and help out with the nursing. That's good parenting.
0: And there's something about it that bothers me.
1: Well, because you're 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 making it dirty in your mind. Okay. And as a guy who played Loki, I'm telling you, it's just being a committed husband.
0: Okay. I guess it would be gross if you shapeshifted to, to be the baby to latch on. Which is what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> to my teat. And I don't appreciate it. In Greek mythology, uh, Proteus is the god of shapeshifting. Ah. Uh,
1: Lots of shapeshifters.
0: It'd be an interesting uh, ability to have.
1: I, if I could shift some shape, I'd take some of this donut down here, give it to me up top, be a little broad-shouldered. <laughs> shape, shift sh- your, your own sh- shape. Shift my own shape. I'd go from an,
0: an, uh, 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 an, an apricot to a... I'd go from a pear to a... Upside-down pear. Exactly. Um, Most popular shapeshifters in pop culture? Some could argue mystique. From X Men,
1: and the people who would make that argument are people who know who Mystique
0: from X Men is. That's right. <laughs> I do not uh, Mystiquers, They call themselves. Uh. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's interesting. We haven't talked a lot about this yet, but it's it, it's interesting that Jensen, that the shapeshifter gets inside Jensen's body. Uh, we kind of see Jensen as a, an evil character at the beginning. You know, uh, it's and,
1: really cool seeing him play two roles. Yeah, without exactly. question. Yeah. And I think this is the first time the show uh, tried something that broad because mm-hmm. later on. In episode, uh, what, 10? Mm-hmm. Is it 10? What's this asylum? 10? 10. Jared does it. Right. A little bit. hmm But yeah. this is the first time
0: that, that really... Yeah. Either of the boys... We see the boys have, uh, affected so much that they, they fight each other. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, and at the end when they finally kill the shapeshifter Jensen, Jensen leans down. There's, we had to get a shot at two Jensens. Oh, man. For the price of one. It's a, a dream for certain
1: people. My television melted. Um, By the way, did you know that... Uh, in the trivia and fun fact section.
0: Trivia, fun facts. Choo, 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 choo. Why are there lasers? I don't know. Is this my theme song for trivia fun facts? Okay.
1: Did you know that Jerry Wanick's name appears as a contact in Sam's phone? Really? Yeah. It went in when he's on the phone in the yeah. in the episode? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which makes sense because Jared and Sam, I mean Jerry and Sam know each other.
0: No, no, sorry. I did get. I was like, wait, did I miss something? No, just, uh, <laughs> um, I, I liked your
1: reaction. There's an, an
0: infamous story that Kripke came up with Jensen's shirtless scene in response to fan requests.
1: Which is not true. The true uh, reason for Jensen being shirtless was that Rob insisted on it. Even though I didn't know him and wasn't a part of the show at the time. Good call by Rob. Um, Indigata Davida plays when the SWAT team is rushing through the house, unless you watch it on Netflix, in which case it does not. Um as an homage to Manhunter, in which the same song plays over a similar scene, and Manhunter was the first film to feature Hannibal Lecter.
0: Also, um, Jared has commented that he loved the sets in this episode. I really
1: feel like we're making crap up at this point. No. How do we know that Jared did that comment? Because it
0: is written on my paper. Because it's,
1: <laughs> Jared commented he liked this. Jared commented that he had lunch that day.
0: Um, here's another thing. Uh, Jared uses a blackberry at the beginning of the episode. He's writing, he's writing with a little stylus. That
1: that shows you how old it is. Yeah. Is there a magical knife in this episode? Is there? Well, right after Sam cuts the rope around his hand and kicks the quote unquote Dean shapeshifter, he has a knife in his hand. When the shapeshifter grabs Sam and flips him over, the knife is gone. Not on the floor, not in Sam's hand.
0: You know who, you know who I suspect?
1: John the rat. Yeah. You know what? That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Well, that's it. So many great things in this episode. It's really creepy and gross.
1: Yeah. And and, and the and having Jerry on this episode yeah. to talk about, you know, not only this show, but his sort of influence on the show overall. And the rat call in.
0: I mean, it's an epic uh, podcast and an epic episode.
1: We love that you guys listened and were here with us for this whole experience. Do us a solid. Go subscribe. To Supernatural Within and Now And be sure you tell your friends
0: And if you've subscribed already Do do it again Why not This episode stars Jared Padalecki As Sam Winchester Jensen Ackles As Dean Winchester
1: Guest stars include Amy Grabow As Becky And Peter Shindkoda As Alex Skin
0: was written by John Scheibon And directed by Robert Duncan McNeil
1: Edited by Anthony Pinker Music by Jay Gruska Executive produced By Eric Kripke And Robert
0: Singer The original broadcast featured some amazing musicians, including Iron Butterfly and Leonard Skynyrd. It first aired on October 18, 2005. This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict.
1: Produced by Stephen Hine, written by Stephen Hine and Hayda Holscher. Audio engineering by Caitlin Hawley. And edited and associate produced by Trey Booty. Music provided by Tim Wynn. The episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studio. This podcast is from Story Mill Media. For news on this and other podcasts, follow Story Mill Media on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Well, such a great episode. Amazing. Freaky, scary, gross,
1: moody. <laughs> I feel like you just described yourself. <laughs> all right, all right Richard, gonna... you
2: got a you got a microphone right in front of your noggin there do you is it you know <laughs> there you, yeah, go. There you go is
1: that yeah. better yeah thank you for caring jerry <laughs> that's
4: what i used to do kids birthday parties i would be like hey i'm spider-man am hey, batman they'd be like, it doesn't seem like this guy's trying <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know what? blame the kids for having the same superhero themed birthday party i mean like, i agree. screw you that's guys. what i would do and they'd be like it's weird that
4: spider-man's Talk about who's at fault at the
1: party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what song is that? What TV shows it? I, I
1: I literally can hear it. It's like
0: Bob Bob Newhart or. It's like Bob Newhart or something. I thought it was a drama. Oh, maybe. Uh, I like this uh, typo here in Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! The- Hi, how are you? Yeah, I think we just do... Do you want to just do the outro with him on the phone? And then... No, I... I, I well, I, I imagine it like... We're like... Uh, that was so fun talking to Jerry. You know, it's a shame we couldn't get any of the actors on... Oh, well, our, our phones are ringing. I'll on in a second. Hello? The brothers do their best to stop this killing spree. It all takes a terrifying turn when the shapeshifter morphs into the likeness of Dean himself.
1: That's terrifying. Well, Not, that doesn't say, ooh, I'm scared. It says, yay, bachelorette party.
0: Well, and part of the episode too, is the shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the shapeshifter now has gotten into the body of Dean, which is something you've been trying to do for years.
1: <laughs> I gotta go tinkle. Okay. Go
0: for Recording
1: stopped.
3: Storybelt Media.